Well, I sing top down, look around, go stop. Never gonna know if you'd never try, baby. Top down, look around, go stop. Never gonna know if you never fly, baby. Higher. You got to fly higher. I got the sunshine falling down on me. Got blue skies there as far as I see. Got the woman of my dreams sitting next to me. Lean a little closer, then you'll see. It's a good day if you make it that way. Have a little faith, it'll all be okay. Take a deep breath, my friend. Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. And I am with Benny Mathers in the studio. Hi, Dina. Welcome back. I'm really excited. We can see uh, blue skies in Seattle from the Wonderful studio. day. Wonderful day. It's a beautiful day. And that is David Parsons III. He lives in Kauai. I have a story. Ready? Yeah, of course. That's why so you're here. So I was mourning about four weeks ago. I was mourning music. Because usually I go to the 6 to 8 o'clock dancing and bring my kids, my grandkids. And we have a, an amazing summer filled with music, art, and community. And this uh, summer, it was, it was August. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, I really miss a live music. And I think it was after sunset. I sat down and turned on my uh, Facebook, and I saw a sunset in Kauai. And I'm like, dang, I'm going to share that. <laughs> and it turned out to be live music. It was... Uh, them playing on the beach while the sun was going down, David Parsons the third. That is his song. And he said the next day, winner, winner, chicken dinner, that <laughs> <laughs> I got a CD. So Sweet. this week, mm-hmm. um, I had uh, Faye Wiedenhoff from Sea Star and mm-hmm. Adam come over to visit, and I was their tour guide for their spirit and their travel agent for their soul. And they ran around the island having an amazing time. We played a little bit of music. And then, of course, when they left, I started mourning the music again. And that's when I found a CD on my doorstep. So I put it in my car on my way to the beach. The CD stork dropped it off. It was like an angel. (laughs) I I can't tell you because I feel like the universe uh, kind of lifts your spirits when needed. Mm -hmm. And I got in the car. It was a beautiful day. I put this in, and I swear I felt like I was in Kauai on Woodby Island. It was amazing. Meant to be. It meant, meant to be. DavidParsonsTheThird.com. Like him on Facebook. We're going to play uh, the song throughout, and then also we'll play the whole song at the break. But right now I'm really asking people to It was support. Top Down was the top song. Down. Yeah, that was the top name of the down. song coming in. So. And, and, it, and it's about, you know, sp- like flying higher. Mm-hmm. I think this is my song of 2020. When you're down, you just got to spread your wings and, and get off the, the floor and fly a little bit higher. And um, that's what I've been doing, and I've been finding new places, people, places, and activities that lift my spirits. And it seems like the universe is on my side because I found a lake and I went swimming a brand new one. <laughs> Are you going to give out which lake it is nope, or is it never. a secret? Aha! Even on Woodby Island, like, what beach is that? I'm like, no, I can't. And I really Mom's learned about word. tourism. If you start telling people, <laughs> then you never get it to yourself. So everyone should adventure out and find their own special spots. Uh, again, davidparsonsatherd.com. Like him on Facebook. And, yeah, the fact that he actually followed through with that CD and it lifted my spirits. He's going to be on the show this fall. So I'm really, really excited about that. And today I want to talk about, oh, I want to talk about me and two people like me, grandmothers and grandparents. And joining me this morning is Donna Sager-Cowan. Good morning, Donna. Good morning. We're both grandmas. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we are. It's a wonderful thing. I think it's life's reward for all the things we have to put up with as parents. Oh, I love I love the the other side. The parenting was like the hardest thing and the most rewarding thing. But being a grandparent and being involved with them, oh, 
it's it's it keeps me young and it, it's so precious uh, absolutely it's like you know i i get energy just from their newness to the world and their excitement about everything it just it really does kind of lift me up and get me going where maybe on a day i might not well and you're an author and you wrote your first book because of your granddaughter um actually i did i um i started telling stories to my grandchildren at night as bedtime stories some of them that i would read out of books but more often than not they would want me to make up a story or read them one that I had written before. And this particular book series that I'm writing right now, the Superhero School series, was inspired by my youngest granddaughter when she was asking me what I thought that my cats did at night when they were gone for hours and then would come back exhausted. And I came up with this story <laughs> that they were secret superheroes and they were out saving their animal friends. So they really encouraged me to go ahead and publish this series because they wanted to show it to their friends and they wanted to tell it over and over again. Um, when I started it, I realized we had to go all the way back to the beginning of how they became superheroes. And so the superhero school was born and here we are getting ready to launch book three. I love it. So we have a mouse and a cat. And yes, a uh, superhero school, which they get together and they become friends. <laughs> yes, yes, we have we have Simon, Simon Cheddar, who is a mouse and Simon is kind of like a MacGyver mouse. He kind of just figures things out. He also uh, recycles. He collects, um, you know, items that are found and makes new things out of them. And he's always ready with a plan and um, just kind of flying by the seat of his pants. And then we have Cat the Cat on the other side and she's not had a very good life so far. And so she's a little nervous and she's a little scared and she has trust issues. Um, and so it was really hard when the first two met, but they had to become friends to go to superhero school together where they are partners. But what they realized very quickly is that they fill the gaps in the other person where um, Simon is brave and courageous and is ready to try anything. He encourages Kat to be more like that. And Kat encourages Simon to slow down a little bit. Well, and you know what? You're just reminding me of all the kids, what they're missing in school. We usually attract that friend who talks too much when we're really quiet and we become a duo, you know what the other person has the other one wants and vice versa and and I think that's kind of the book now it really reaches out to me because that's what the ch our children are missing is that human interaction and um being with other um people really don't you think right well they are and, and it is very important it is very important that you know we have um a diverse cast of friends that that do fill in those gaps for us that make us the best possible version of ourselves that we could be you know in this particular case the you know the first book with the courage of a mouse is about you know cat learning to trust herself to build her own self-esteem and to be courageous enough to be who she is in the second book we have cat and simon going skydiving this is with the curiosity of a cat and they go skydiving. Of course, you can imagine Simon is all for skydiving and cat <laughs> not so much. <laughs> she does not want to jump out of that plane. And um, they are the last ones on the plane. And um, so Simon accidentally falls out of the plane. Unfortunately, his parachute does not work. 
And poor Kat has to make a very hard decision whether she's going to face her fear and go save her best friend or if she's going to watch him fall. And of course she does. She jumps out, she saves Simon, and they end up in a jungle and discover an entire new mystery of monkeys capturing other animals to sell to the human world. It is a huge mystery that they have to solve with their other friends and teammates from a superhero school. So really it's relationships and building relationships. Absolutely. The entire book series is about building your self-esteem. It is about finding that superhero inside of you. We all have it. We have all the answers that we need inside ourselves. It's just about living our life is the journey to find those answers. And as humans, we may know it, but we have to practice it in our relationships. And I'm finding with the schools being closed and the kids not being able to make new friends, so we were talking the other day about going back to the family unit and and you had some ideas about how mentorship so what's your thoughts on that well yeah it's it's really hard because you know oftentimes i kind of relate my story in almost an upside down world to what we're dealing with right now and and the kids are very a little bit lost and a little unsure and um I did this about three weeks ago on another interview where I challenged grandparents and seniors out there like myself who do not have grandkids. Now I have grandkids, but anyone that's out there feeling a little lost and lonely and not useful, it's like there are thousands of kids that could use just a little bit of your time. I spend an hour a day with my grandkids just letting them read to me. And they find such joy in it. They get to see me every day because we do a Zoom call, but you know, you can do just a phone call. Um, And they enjoy it. We get to talk about books. We get to talk about language. We get to talk about the things that I love. And they have said to me that now they understand why I love books, why I love writing, why I love telling stories. It is a relationship thing to them. And they're quietly learning and they don't realize it because we're having so much fun having all these wonderful adventures through these books. And isn't the beauty that it is a tangible book and not a cell phone or a, 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 um, a computer or a television? I think that, that you're reading and you're engaged. I think that's really important, you know, <laughs> for our children. Well, absolutely. And, and here's the thing, you know, there are so many um, light um, things that are going on when you are looking at an electronic device. You know, we've, we've heard about, you know, the, the blue light uh, shields and stuff like that. And so when you're reading, it allows your brain, even though it's actively working, it allows it to kind of slow down a little bit and have a break from the barrage of images that, that we get through, you know, digital media nowadays. And also it gets them to kind of stretch their imagination. And I think that is critical for kids growing up is if you can't imagine something different, then you can't change anything. Well, and then to thinking about when I was a child and reading and someone reading to me, I was painting pictures in my mind's eyes because you might have, you know, the, the picture there, but there's two pages without it. So you go in there and you start imagining which is so, you said it, it is so essential or important for our kids to have that intact, that, that part of themselves where they create in their own mind 
And I work with the chakras. So the higher chakras are uh, inspiration, imagination, and creativity. And that's why I love artists and musicians. And I, you know, reading a book, you get to paint the picture with your own paintbrush in your mind's eye. Right, exactly. I do. I do see myself as an artist. You know, I am painting pictures with words, and um, you know, each person has their own interpretation, as they would with you know any kind of a picture or a drawing. They have their own interpretation of what it means and what they see, and I think that's amazing. And it's one of those things that that we need to build more because I do know that there is a direct connection between invention and advancement in science and art and music through reading, through imagination, through creating in your mind. Again, back to this, if you can't imagine something different, you can't change anything. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Because that's, it's true. And so when we are, uh, the TV is imagining for us or telling us what we should think or see and pulling our kids away from that. And we have, you and I have many, many ideas about that. But, you know, just being with them reading is one, Take, you know, taking them off of the television. Uh, mm-hmm. You were talking about creative writing. I love that, yes. creative writing. Yes. I, I love writing with the kids because it gives them a chance to bring forward all those ideas that they keep quiet that they think people are going to think are silly or dumb or you know make them look not smart and it's amazing the the great imagining we did a um, class last year where we had them design their own monster you know where they wrote like a one-page story about their monster just describing their monster and then we had them draw a picture these amazing pictures that we had of all of these great monsters we you know i i love this one that was the cheddar cheese monster and he had a blue coat on and red shoes because of the the box that the cheddar, you know, the macaroni and cheese comes in. But it was just beautiful. And I'm thinking I could never get there. But I love that character. And I really encourage that child to, you know, to develop that character and bring him forth. I think it would be an amazing thing. And this is what we do as writers. We imagine the impossible and bring it out and talk about it. I love that I used to do uh, hypnotherapy and I would practice on my kids, my, all my, uh, I, play, I call it Montessori for the, for adults, but I did it with my kids and playful ways to express themselves. And my son was not growing and he was worrying a lot. So I had him uh, draw what he was worrying about and it was uh, death. He was really afraid of dying and all of us dying and he drew the Grim Reaper. And then we, we, we kind of transformed it and, and to take the bad thoughts, what would he do with them? So he uh, plays golf, which he just did yesterday, and he, he hit the golf balls and the bad memories, the worries to go away. And mm-hmm. just to use crayons and art to get that stuff out of our kids that, you know, when I color with kids, they'll start talking about things they normally, even adults, they all just start talking because they're coming from a different part of their, their mind, their brain. But mm-hmm. I, yes, coloring and art and writing and if people haven't tried that yet, it's so simple, right? Well, yeah, and here's what here's what I know is it's like whatever we're afraid of, and I talk about this in some of my younger kids' writing classes, is the things that we're afraid of, we're afraid of because we haven't taken them out of the closet and looked at them. You know, a lot of times when we just name them or give them a face or a voice, they're not quite as scary. And, um, you know, we have such diverse 
ideas and we have so many tools out there. It's like, you know, for the younger kids, I tell them, if you don't know all the words, you know what, you guys have these handy dandy devices that you carry around in your pockets called a cell phone. You can record your story. If you're older, journaling, it's like sometimes just giving voice to whatever is in your head sometimes just clears the clutter so that you can think about what's you know what's pressuring you right now or what you feel is important but sometimes we get so caught in the clutter that we can't see our way out and i think writing drawing you know speaking singing all of these things give voice to what it is that we're stuck on and coming back to mentorship or being a grandparent or aunt or uncle, it's really for, uh, for us to give them the tools, whether I, like I gave my grandkids uh, pens and pencils and, and pastels. And I walked in the other day and they were doing it without me. It's, you know, the tools, like it, saying you have that cell phone, you could tell your thoughts to it and then teach them how to, you know, teach them how to be in that place where they could express themselves. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I have a, um, you know, a array of about five or six um, apps and tools that, that I do show them so that if they do want to continue writing, which is more my forte, that it, it's fairly easy. It's, it, you know, it's, it's a matter of just like anything else, dedicating yourself. Now I'm like, I have one granddaughter. She's a beautiful artist. It's like, I'm always amazed. She's 11 years old and she does life like drawings and it's amazing to me but you know for her that is her way of putting herself out there expressing herself she you know she's able to put forward all of her emotions and her thoughts in these drawings I try to do that in my writing and you know I think there's so many other ways that we could get um, these kids involved in more life skills like you know teaching them to cook it's like I'm always amazed that, uh, you know, people don't realize how much math is involved in cooking. And, and I think I want to go to break and I want to touch. I want to go back on that because we have a, I have a good story. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, I sing top down, look around, go stop. Never going to know if you'd never try, baby. Top down, look around, go stop. Never gonna know if you never fly, baby, higher. You got to fly higher. The 2020 Northwest Green Home Tour is going virtual. Mark your calendars for this free live virtual event on September 12th through the 13th. Visit a wide variety of new and remodeled homes, from kitchen remodels to backyard cottages, whole house remodels to new multifamily townhomes. You will see home features including rain gardens, solar panels, electric vehicle charging, window treatments, and zero energy homes. Register today to design your unique experience and select the sessions you want to see the most. You will have live access to more than 35 incredible green builders and architects on a wide range of topics and areas of expertise to ask questions about your green building projects. Learn about your choices for water conservation, indoor air quality, environmentally friendly materials, energy saving, and so much more. Discover why green building equal healthy living. For a sneak peek of the 2020 sites, visit nwgreenhometour.org. That's nwgreenhometour.org. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, 
Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Now, more than ever, it is essential to learn how to lift your own spirits. If you're having difficulties getting the party started in your life and getting yourself on that dance floor, you can reach out to me at dina at dina-marie.com or give me a call at 425 425- 3505448 through September I'll be giving away half hour our energy matters sessions by phone to make your appointment reach out to me I'd love to hear from you conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial alternative talk 1150 let some go have a little faith you'll get through it you know you're gonna beat this see this through I believe in you it's so what you're gonna do now Tell me, tell me what you're gonna do now. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dean Marie. That's David, Par- David Parsons, the third.com. Go visit uh, that website. And joining me this morning is Donna Sager Cowan. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm enjoying this. It's so much fun. Guess what? I can see you. Benny set me up. Now I'm like a techie. I can see my guest. We rearranged oh. some of the screens <laughs> in the studio so everyone can see everybody. Oh, man. That's so much fun. Well, this week I went to my uh, uh, daughter's house. She's really overwhelmed. Uh, her husband goes to Alaska for about four to six weeks. So, and she's been home with them for five months. But uh, I thought, well, we'll make her dinner. And it's because we watched Garfield. And so we decided to make lasagna. <laughs> and the, and we, we bought the ingredients and then we boiled the noodles. And just like you said, it was like chemistry or math to watch them put it all together. And he did the turkey hamburger stuff and it turned colors and just the experience and then to tangibly see it and mm-hmm. eat it and they loved it and she's gluten intolerant so we made a, a lasagna salad <laughs> i invented that <laughs> but uh you just said what what is your granddaughter doing for you um well my granddaughter has been actually organizing my office for me i've been very busy over the summer trying to finish up this uh third book plus a bunch of other projects that I'm involved in and so it's it's gotten a little messy and a little out of hand and so she's been in here kind of straightening it all up but you know in between that it's like um my grandkids have been visiting me for the past five weeks and um we take time at least you know three or four times a week to teach them simple recipes because their mother is a single mother and you know working all the time and so now they're of the age where they can start doing simple meals to kind of help out um you know plus some basic housekeeping but uh we love it you know and the cooking they they actually like because it's something different i i my my daughter laughs at me she's just like yes they're, they're ready to come to your house because they want and then they have a whole list of, of meals that they want me to prepare when they're I love it. And, you know, I used to do it with Ethan. He's 10 uh, when he was four. And then, of course, we, we, we kind of lost it when Emma was born. She's four. And now she's four and we're doing it again. But my daughter, she doesn't have the energy to do it because she's so busy with so much. So I saw her get a break. She did laundry, but she had a break doing something by herself. And then she got to enjoy the meal. And the kids had a very, very good time. And they did eat too much cheese on the way in. But 
that's part of the process. And then I also, I'm busy too. So one day they washed my car. One day I saw all the roses needed uh, cut. And then we swept up the patio and put them in, in the backyard. But it was one of those things, every time we're together, I find something that needs to be done anyways. And then right. we mentor them. We just help them and then they learn. Right. And and that that is part of it. It's, it's mostly just spending time, you know, like I said, they've been here with me and we've been doing a lot of board games and, you know, trying to do things because we're we're still pretty much um, stay at home orders here in California. So, um, you know, we've been doing board games. We've been doing things outside. One of our neighbors has a horse. So we go down there every day and, and feed the horse, which the horse is excited um, to see my granddaughter coming with the apples and carrots. <laughs> so that's been fun. But yeah, it is more just spending time with them. But, you know, on the other side of that, when they go home, it's like I still continue to do the nightly reading with them, which gives my my daughter a scheduled break every single day. And a lot of times she just uses it to have me time, you know, go do those things that she normally doesn't get to do because she is a single parent working, you know, like maybe go take a bubble bath or, you know, maybe give herself a pedicure or a manicure or, you know, just go for a long walk by herself. So, you know, I, I, you know, when we started doing this back in March, we really had no idea what all the extraneous benefits would be. You know, I love it because now I get to see my grandkids every single day. We do Zoom calls so we get to see each other. And, you know, they're learning technology because they've had to learn how to get on the Zoom calls, which so when the school started it, they were already prepared. And um, which, you know, it, it's great. It's like they're learning technology. I'm learning technology. We've learned how to send books back and forth, you know, from the Kindle learning lending library. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's a lot of things. And one day, you know. I actually just took my laptop into the kitchen because they wanted to um, me to go through the steps of cooking something. So they were cooking on their end and I was cooking on my end and it was actually pretty cool. And that's very creative. And I also, like you said, to schedule it so that the right. parent gets that time and they know from nine to 11 or right before bed or whatever. So that that person, the person, the parent gets mm -hmm. the time alone because that's that is essential. At this point, it is so essential to have time alone as a parent and I, I don't see it getting better real real soon so if we could as uh adult uh grandparents or even um maybe you don't have kids maybe you can see your neighbors struggling but just to give them a little vacation because your mental health is pretty important right as a parent well right it, it is a little bit of an overwhelm that's going on right now because the parents are being called into action you know for 24 hours a day seven days a week without break you know and it's not like the kids can go do sports or can go to a movie or something with their friends they're pretty much in your space you know for all that time and um so but you know i've had some great benefits from it too because we don't just talk about books. I mean, yes, we do read and that's the primary reason that we get together, but we've also talked about their homework where they're stuck. You know, sometimes mom is getting frustrated with them not being able to figure things out. And that's one of the lovely things I've learned about Zoom is you, it has a whiteboard so I can do math problems with them. Oh, wow. So you can, so, help, you can help with homework. And I'll, I'll say yesterday, my uh, granddaughter, she's four, was having a meltdown and so they FaceTime me and I could just talk her through it. And then the next thing she's just sitting next to her mom and they're smiling. But 
that's a, this is a really great opportunity for us as grandparents to love our, our kids even more but <laughs> by helping them. But it's so uh, rich to be with younger people. Like you said, everything's new again. They learn new skills. Like we're playing Monopoly, but I'm watching my four-year-old granddaughter read and, and do <laughs> math. And actually, she wants to be the alpha female or whatever. She wants to be the boss now because she's four. But just to learn that word, it's in a show she watches. But, you know, it's it's um, it's such a beautiful opportunity. And I think that's what the pandemic is about, is getting back to the things that really matter, which is your your health, your family, your community, and, and also being a part of the bigger picture and finding your purpose and your passion, which for you is is reading books. And you you help other authors pretty much every right. day. Well, yeah, um, I, I, you know, I am an avid reader. I probably read about 30 to 60 books a month, sometimes more, sometimes less, but it averages in there. And um, I tr do try to give back to the community in that um, I review a lot of these authors' books, but I do it more so that parents have a place to go to find out about all of these great books that they may not hear about otherwise. And, um, you know, I always try to, you know, give them a sense of what the story is about, you know, maybe the deeper meaning behind it and an age range for it, because I know that um, a lot of times this is confusing. It's confusing to authors, so I can't imagine what it's like for readers, but um, I love doing that. I love helping other authors because I think what is happening now has made it very clear that we have to maybe move away from me, me, me to we, we, we. Very much so. And I've been doing the show for eight years and less or more lifestyle and getting those small groups together. That's why the music's important. Art shows, uh, uh, farmer's markets, all the things that I, I cherish and value is really just bringing like-minded people together and creating that community or it's really an extended family. And when you bring, like, I brought my kids to the farmer's markets. They're exposed to older people they don't know. They learn skills about communicating. And so these, and then being recognized. Isn't that right? Because you were, you were in a, a large family as the youngest. Yes, How yes. important is it to be recognized? Well, it's very important to be recognized and to have your voice count. You know, you know often I see... Um, children that their words are kind of discounted, you know, where, oh, well, you just don't understand, or you just don't know, or, you know, we'll get to that later. And I, I think it's very important to make sure that, yes, we have all of these big adult problems that we're having to deal with, but we need to listen to our children and their voices and what they have to contribute, because I do know that a lot of times simple answers are always the best answers. And sometimes, you know, you do hear this from the mouths of a babe. And it's sometimes that they are able to break something down to its smallest level and, and see through where we're so caught up in all of the, you know, the experiences that we've had in our past knowledge that, you know, that we need to give children a voice. We need to hear them. We need to honor them. And we need to give them creative outlets uh, I I'd had a group of kids that weren't getting along and they were all ages and they went through and the oldest said some things and we went around and we get to the four-year-old she goes can't we all just get along 
you know, I don't want to talk anymore. Let's go outside and play and have a good time. Baseball, basketball, whatever, you know. We're wasting time. But they, everyone got to express themselves. But the wisdom of a, a child is for us. It's a gift. Right. It is. It is absolutely a gift because they, they do kind of push away all the extraneous things that, you know, that we're we're getting tripped up by they're just like well that's not really important that's not this is really what you know this is about as she said can we all just get along and what you, you see that in a two-year-old where they stomp their feet and the next minute they're you know smiling and then five minutes they're crying the huge tears because they're at that stage where they still get to emote they still get to feel whatever they want before and that's i think a benefit too when you go to school you're around a lot more people and you're conditioned to stop emoting stop talking you know you're and so I think another benefit my my grandson's having the, the time of his life staying home he had a, a speech impediment and we both have it it's uh, tongue-tied I mm-hmm. talk too fast and I sometimes stumble over my tongue but he got his tongue clipped so he's he's better but we didn't know what it was for quite a while so mm-hmm. kids teased him you know right. and now he's kind of he's over that but he really is enjoying being homeschooled he's really enjoying having that hour with her my uh, daughter outside every day and me coming over I, I i do see some really good things coming from this right and it's like anything else in life there are trade-offs there there are positive things and there are negative things and i i really think that at this point we just need to focus on as many positives as we can you know try to solve the negative issues and and make life better and realize you know, more change is coming, you know, more things are coming that we're going to have to adapt and adjust to. And that's a huge learning for our children and our grandchildren, because what they are learning right now is that everything is in flux. Everything is flexible. You know, things aren't set in stone to be only one way. We have to be you know, ready to adjust and to sidestep and step around and, you know, try new things, which is an amazing thing for kids because they are always so ready to try new things. And I think sometimes as adults, we forget to do that. We get in a rut. And thank you for bringing that up. I, that's what I've learned. Every time I think I'm going to go a little bit further than the flashlight right in front of my face, I stop myself because I know the present moment is where the gift is and that's where the magic is. And it's so, I know that, but now more than ever, you have to live it. I can't do a music festival three months from now. Not now. I cannot right now. What I could do is bring some musicians together and they could go online and play or it's like, you have to, you're right. You have to be more creative. And it was a a brother, brother Wayne from uh, Kauai. He said, this is a good test for all of us. So he went on Facebook and he did some, uh, what do you, when you're at your house, FaceTime, live mm-hmm. music, but he was talking about how he was feeling about not being able to play music, and he reached out to his uh, listeners, but that was his family, and it was the first time his family ever heard him play. It's the first time they ever expressed himself to his family, and I think that's an amazing thing that happened. It is, and, you know, and here's the thing, you know, for, for me, you know, when this hit, it's like, of course, you know, all the schools were shut down, all the festivals were shut down. And these are major places for me as an author to go and meet my fans. And so it's been a little bit difficult, but you know, on the other side of that, I've learned new technology and doing videos. And here's what's wonderful about the videos is I'm making all these videos for school visits and and things that are now being virtually online. So now I have an entire catalog 
you know, so that, that somebody can go through and pick and choose what they want. And quite frankly, it's not as wearing on me to have to give the same speech or the same talk at a school over and over again, I can say, well, I can either do it live or here it is recorded, which is very nice. And so we just have to find new ways to do the same thing. And it's no traffic, no parking, no, and it's saving the environment. Honestly, just driving here now is such an e so easy. <laughs> it used to be a, a challenge to get here to this studio, but yeah, we're, yeah. we're learning new, new skills and I'm right about a week away from Faye sitting me down with the new computer and getting me to do what you're doing, which is really lovely. I, I can see your beautiful face. I love it. This is, I'm, I'm growing up, aren't I? Maybe. Well, you know, the thing <laughs> I love about it is it has expanded my reach because I can only drive or fly so far to go to a school in one day, whereas now I could go around the world. And I have to bring up practicing musician. Jake uh, was on my show. He's a, he is a musician. It was like three years ago he started that, which is you teach kids how to play musical instruments online. And right. two years ago he was struggling to keep that up, and now it's booming, right? Because right. schools are wanting it. So yes. he had an idea. He kept he put the pedal to the metal, and he didn't lose hope. And now he, I just ran into him by mistake at a grocery store, and he's, <laughs> he's doing really, really well. So, yeah. I'm, we're looking up and we're seeing the brighter side and we're going to take one more break. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Never give up, never lose hope, never lose sight of the dreams you saw. You got to lean on love, let some go, have a little faith, you'll get through it, you know you're going to be through. Need a day away? Indulge yourself in a sanctuary of rest at the Seaside Spa and Salon, located in historic waterfront Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island. Seaside Spa and Salon specializes in organic spa treatments. Their goal is to create a place for you to regain balance and to uplift your spirits. Check out their website for information on spa packages and gift certificates. Visit SeasideSpaAndSalon.com or like them on Facebook to plan your day away today. Lift your spirits at Cider Summit Seattle 2020. Cider Summit has been bringing people together to explore the world of hard cider from producers throughout the Northwest and around the world. Cider Summit has put together two festival to go tasting kits to bring the event to you. The kits are modern cider and bottled classics. Both include a selection of ciders, a pair of Cider Summit glasses, and promotional gifts from the participating cider makers. You will also get access to the virtual tasting event on Saturday, September 12th. You can pick up your kit at a no-contact drive-thru in South Lake Union on September 12th. Or there are delivery options around Washington State and even nationwide shipping. The deadline to register is August 30th. Head over to CiderSummit.com for all the details. That's CiderSummit.com. Cheers! Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Don't get through it, you know you're gonna beat this. See this through. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, David Parsons, the third.com. Uh, we'll play that song at the very end of the show, Top Down. He's in Kauai. He's probably still in bed. <laughs> it's six. Most likely. Well, we don't know. He, he could be an early riser yeah, with the totally. roosters. It's true. And joining me is Donna Sager Cowan. Uh, I want to ask you how uh, how easy is it to be an author? I mean, what do you do? How do you um, do it? Well, you know, I love this question because what I I get paid to make stuff up for a living. I love it. <laughs> You're creative <laughs> and you get paid for it. But it's true. You know, I, I'm a fiction writer. I write for um, children's middle grade chapter books, which is about the 7, 12-year-old range or upper elementary. Um, and I love it because this is the age where they're starting to identify who they are they're they're not their parent child anymore or brother or sister they become more themselves and they're trying to figure out who that is so i love writing for that age and you know i just have to tell you writing is actually fairly easy but it's also very hard you know it requires dedication it requires a very thick skin and it requires the ability to look at your stuff objectively but Mostly, it's just about telling a good story. Well, and I think it's authentic. You're telling your story. And you said thick skin because when I wrote my book, I really enjoyed writing it, but then I handed it to someone else to read. I also <laughs> did uh, songwriting, and I finished a CD and an album, and I don't want anyone I know to hear it. <laughs> I'm still at that with the album, but with the book, I got over it because a lot of people loved it. you know. But at first, right. I had to hand my baby, I said, to someone else, and they – some people didn't like it at first, so. Right, and and that's it. You know, as as an author and a writer, you you generally go through stages of this. It's you know, I have people that are reading pages all the way through as I'm writing them to kind of you know make sure that I'm staying on track, that I'm not getting too far off the subject. And um, then, of course, as I finish, you know, we have you know a professional editor going through to you know. Yes, no, don't don't change tenses three times in one <laughs> sentence. That's a little hard for the reader. And, and um, you know, and sometimes you do kind of follow these little rabbit trails. It's like you're writing and you have a thought and you just go with it. And, you know, pretty soon you're so far off the subject, you know, you, know, you need a net to get back. Someone reels you in. <laughs> yes. So, so there's that. And then, you know, then you have your um, like reviewers and beta readers, which, you know, are reading your book before it's actually going out to the public. And, you know, I've had very good feedback on along all of these, but, you know, two years in, it's like, I still occasionally will get a bad review and it's just, that's it. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. You know, for me, I'm writing for that one person that needs to hear my words. Anybody else that doesn't need to hear my words, if you don't like it, that's that's okay now. But it takes you a while to kind of build up that kind of a callousness to, yeah, I don't need everybody to love me. Well, and that's self-love, and that's what our, our kids need to learn through us, too. So if uh, we write a book and we have 10 people love it and one person that doesn't, we need to focus on the 10. Or, or the nine or whatever. We need to teach our kids to focus on the beauty of the world, what's working well in their lives. And I think that's what, as an author, I got over it. 
And mm-hmm. I, you know, we all dance and we don't care what we look like. But mm-hmm. that was me teaching them through my pain of being hurt by someone bullying me or, you know, trying to tell me I can't be myself. And that's right. what your bo- books are about anyways. Right. And, and, you know, I tell my grandkids this all the time. Being perfect doesn't teach me anything. It's like, if I mess up, at least I've learned something. If somebody has something negative to say about my words, then at least I learned something. And that's kind of what the life process is all about. But, you know, we, we all have to put ourselves out there and we have to try because trying is all we can do. You know, whether you succeed or whether you fail is not really success. Success is the fact that you tried. And, you know, it's been the greatest journey for me. You know, I've been writing since I was a young child, but I never really thought to publish until we got to this series. And again, my grandkids encouraged me to go ahead and publish this series because again, they wanted to share it with their friends. But it has been amazing lesson for them that, you know, even at my age, I can dust off some old dreams and still make them come true. Beautiful, beautiful, because every day is an adventure and we have to try new things and we we really have to think more about ourselves and how many people want to dance, how many people want to sing. I'm I really that's what I want to do next is to sing. And that's going to be very that will be very scary for me. But I, mm-hmm. I am, that's my next thing. And I don't really care what people think. It's just something I want to do. I'd like to hear my own voice and maybe I could get good at it. I don't know. But if I don't right. try, how will I ever know? And then what if I like it and someone else doesn't? It's none of none of my business. I don't really care. But it's so much, I think, for our, our, our spirit to mm-hmm. change. And like you said, what's this opportunity for us to try new things, to, you know, get off. I say it's the rut that we just, it, comfort is a, is a problem. You know, mm-hmm. comfort is a problem. If you're not falling down and getting back up, you're probably not getting stronger. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're comfortable, then you're probably not doing anything exciting. You know, you're not you're not learning anything. You're not trying anything new. It's like you know the the, the rut of complacency um, overwhelms all of us, and we do get tired. And it's it's okay to rest there, but but don't stay there. And you know what I know is that no matter what you do, what you try you know, it builds you and we have to learn to separate people's opinion from what matters, you know, and, you know, they talk about the five and five rule. Is it going to matter in five minutes or five years? And, and you have to apply that sometimes to criticism is, is this like, is, is it going to matter in five minutes? Is this going to matter in five years? Probably not. And, if you are getting criticism, then sure, listen to it, take what you can from it, and then the rest of it is is their experience that they're exp- expressing. You know, we all look at everything around us based on our own experiences. So, you know, I'm going to look at whatever you're doing through what I've been through, not maybe through what you've been through. So. And that's a good example. It doesn't have the same meaning. Yeah, I used to teach aerobics, and I was really new, and I wasn't very good. And it was 6 a.m., I believe. And um, a woman just kept being very critical. And I thought she didn't like me. I took it to heart, and then I was almost not wanting to show up for class because I thought she's bullying me. And then one day I sat down, and I asked her what the problem was. And she goes, well, your music's way too loud. It's too early for that time. 
it was Motley Crue. Okay, I'm playing heavy metal at five. To me, that's a favorite. My song gets me going. And she was right about three or four things. So I did learn from her. And she wasn't my enemy anymore. And we became really good friends. So that's another grown-up thing we need to do is not, you know, as adults, we can go back to a five-year-old. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just the universe helping you to be better. Right. If we can only listen and change. Right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, which brings us back to my books, you know, it's like that's the, you know, the superhero school series is all about, you know, them learning that I did purposely use characters because I want kids to see themselves in every character. I don't want them to look at a face and go, that's not me because they are animals. And I want them to look at their personalities. I want them to look at how they're reacting and how they are interacting because they are learning about acceptance. They're learning about diversity. We have all these different animals that have their own traditions and ideas. I mean, in the first book, we have a scene where Kat is dreaming and she's not actually dreaming about chasing a mouse, but she's embarrassed to tell Simon what she is dreaming about. So this is what pops out of her mouth is that she's chasing mice in her dream. And then she, of course, realizes, well, Simon's a mouse. This could be a little bad. <laughs> and um, but Simon laughs it off and says, no, you know, you're a cat. This is this is your nature. This is what you would normally do. And he says, but maybe you should meet my family just in case. <laughs> And I, if, if people want to reach out to you, how can they get, get to you? Um, I try to make it as simple as possible. They can reach me through my website, which is DonnaSegerCowan.com. All the links to the books, um, events coming up, any you know sneak peeks um, on the uh, upcoming books or anything that I'm doing right now and information about me, about the books, and about writing is all on my website. And that's Donna Sager. Sager cowan.com and also you can go there and then get to her facebook page yes yes all social medias are linked to it also so you can follow me um you know literally just google me and it'll show them all. and so if you're struggling with some books you want to get for your children you can because you're doing is that daily that you're doing those or um well i try to do it but you know as life gets busier <laughs> and busier i think i'm more busy now staying at home than I was when I was doing my regular schedule but um right now I'm just trying to catch up on a lot of books that I have read and just never got to the reviews but um I try to do a block of reviews once a month well I invite everyone to visit your page donnasegercowan.com and thank you so much for joining me oh thank you (laughs) we're gonna say aloha we're gonna Going to end the show with David Parsons the third song, Top Down. Uh, please listen to the lyrics. I think it's my pick for 2020. It will lift your spirits and come back next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. Well, I sing top down, look around, go stop. Never gonna know if you'd never try, baby. Top down, look around, go stop. Never gonna know if you never fly, baby, higher You got to fly higher I got the sunshine falling down on me Got blue skies there as far as I see Got the woman of my dreams sitting next to me Lean a little closer than you'll see 
It's a good day if you make it that way. Have a little faith, it'll all be okay. Take a deep breath, my friend. Well, I sing top down, look around, go stop. Never gonna know if you'd never try, baby. Top down, look around, go stop. Never gonna know if you'd never fly, baby. Higher. You got to fly higher. Never give up, never lose hope, never lose sight of the dreams you saw. You got to lean on love, let some go. Have a little faith, you'll get through it, you know. You're gonna beat this, see this through. I believe in you, it's、so、what you're gonna do now. Tell me, tell me what you're gonna do now. Well, I sing top down, look around, go stop. Never gonna know if you'd never try, baby. Top down, look around, go stop. Never gonna know if you'd never fly, baby. Higher. You got to fly higher. Hey oh, hey oh, that sunshine's gonna break on through us. Hey oh, hey oh, it's a brand new day. Now more than ever, it is essential to learn how to lift your own spirits. If you're having difficulties getting the party started in your life and getting yourself on that dance floor, you can reach out to me at dina at dina-marie.com or give me a call at four two five. Three five zero five four four eight. Through September, I'll be giving away half-hour Our Energy Matters sessions by phone. To make your appointment, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Lift your spirits at Cider Summit Seattle 2020. Cider Summit has been bringing people together to explore the world of hard cider from producers throughout the Northwest and around the world. Cider Summit has put together two festival to-go tasting kits. To bring the event to you, the kits are modern cider and bottled classics. Both include a selection of ciders, a pair of cider summit glasses, and promotional gifts from the participating cider makers. You will also get access to the virtual tasting event on Saturday, September 12th. You can pick up your kit at a no-contact drive-through in South Lake Union on September 12th, or there are delivery options around Washington State, and even nationwide shipping. The deadline to register is August 30th. Head over to cidersummit.com for all the details. That's cidersummit.com. Cheers. <laughs> 